Hi, and welcome to Teshuvah, Return and Reboot, where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. This is Michelle Sarna. It's really been a pleasure and privilege to join you on this journey. You've really provided me an opportunity to really think deeply and more carefully about growth and change during this really special time of the year. So really thank you. I also wanted to thank Eliana Stone for being so patient and thoughtful and responsive and helping with the logistics of this podcast. And of course, I want to thank Rebbe Tzinadina Schmidman for conceiving of this project and also being such an excellent thought partner. I would love to be in touch, so please don't hesitate to reach out at sarna.michelle at gmail. That's with two L's. Also, I'm on Facebook, so if you want to friend me there, I sometimes write and share posts and reflections as well. Thank you. Today, I wanted to talk about a very powerful theme of this time of year, which we had spoken about before, and that is the power of memory. There are two times where the date of Rosh Hashanah is listed, and in Bamidbar, it's referred to in, as Yom Tru'ah, whereas in Vayikra, it's referred to as Zichron Tru'ah, that is commemorated with loud blasts or a reminder by horn blasting, a commemoration with horn blast. Um, so there's different ways of de- describing what Zichron Torah is referring to, but it definitely, Zichron, refers to some type of memory. And this theme of memory is actually woven throughout the theme of Rosh Hashanah, according to Professor Mark Tzvi Pretler. And it's really interesting because in some ways we ask Hashem to remember and to remember us with kindness and to remember our loyalty. And we, we read the passages in the Torah that speak about Hashem remembering the women who were barren. So remembering people that are neglected or forgotten, and also remembering our kindness and our good deeds. But there's actually, at the same time, simultaneously, a request for Hashem to forget or to selectively remember. So we also request that Hashem forgets all the times that we did misdeeds, that we didn't follow in his way, that we weren't able to make good choices. And it's so interesting because when Hashem, when we're asking Hashem to selectively remember, we recall in the paragraph Batera Elifanecha how Avraham decided to conquer, overcome his compassion for Yitzchak and follow Hashem by being willing to sacrifice his son. And we say so to Hashem, please, um, can, like, may, your, may Hashem's compassion actually conquer Hashem's anger against us, so the reverse. And Professor Mark Brettler says how interesting it is that we're actually asking Hashem to act like humans and to have selective memory, almost as if saying, we know, Hashem, that your memory is perfect, 
and that human's memory is selective or flawed. And we're asking Hashem to have selective memory like humans do. So this week um, was the 20th anniversary of the attacks on September 11th. And on Shabbat, I had the opportunity to go with the downtown Minyan to the site of the World Trade Center. We live about three miles from the, the memorial site. And my husband and I actually moved to downtown Manhattan and have been living ever since the summer after the attacks happened. And it was a really powerful experience to be at the site during the memorial services. So initially when we walked down, we weren't allowed onto the site. It was just reserved for family and there were many people lined up looking in. There were people that came from fire departments from all over the country. There were army vet- veterans and others and other people that had served the country in other capacities. And it was really powerful. And people were just waiting and watching. And finally the barricades opened and everybody went in. And it was really, it was almost sacred because there was so much pain and devastation and tragedy that happened. And people were trying to collect and hold it for each other. And we know that anniversaries can trigger really intense memories. And it was during the time that the the site was open, which consists of two large pools that have like layers of depth and that are surrounded by the names of the fallen, there was a moment where there was this um, deep song of played on bagpipes and people just stopped where they were and just listened. And people didn't really know where the music was coming from or what its particular significance was. But like the shofar, this, the bagpipe just, it had this very kind of, it was partly an alarm, partly sounded like a cry. And it just like, beaconed and invited people to listen. And it was really powerful because we, my husband and I remember vividly where we were on September 11th. We both happened to be in New York City and many people remember exactly where they were and how they found out. A lot of people in the downtown Minion, which consists of young professionals and alum and graduate students at NYU, were really young when 9-11 happened and barely have memories of what, what it was like or how the city was transformed, how scary it was. And it was really powerful to think of how memory is formed. And I wanted to point out that The fact that many neuroscientists and psychologists speak about how memory is not 100% accurate, obviously, there are many factors that contribute to what we remember and how we remember. For example, Daniel Kahneman, who won the Nobel Prize, speaks about peak and end parts of memories that 
we tend to remember the parts of um, experiences that were most extreme and things that also happen at the end. And he speaks about how salient this is and how oftentimes we can endure pain um, like for much longer if it's stretched over time rather than for a shorter time where there's intensity in at some point and at the end. And there's a lot of different ways this manifests. But I think it is powerful to think about that for this time of year because we are asking Hashem to be deliberately selective in Hashem's memory, even though Hashem is all-knowing and Hashem has access to the book and the knowledge of everything we're asking Hashem to selectively remember and view us for the good and in the way that we can imitate HaKadosh Baruch Hu, perhaps we can also be selective in our memory. Not we often select to sometimes be critical or think about the small things or think about the things that went wrong or what we want to fix and what should have happened and could have happened and would have happened. And perhaps this time of year is a time to really look at others selectively, litova, and really th- look at ourselves in a way that is litoelet for a purpose and not just nitpicking and, and feeling guilt and shame and regret, but thinking deliberately and strategically both in how we remember our past and in thinking towards our future about what are the more the most proactive ways to remember and memorialize what's happened in the past. One of my daughter's friends who's very well read said that one of the themes that struck her about how 9-11 has been etched into our collective memory is that people often speak of the theme of how America was unified, how people were kinder and more compassionate and felt part of something greater. And in a way, I think that is perhaps our shared commitment to, yes, remembering the destruction and remembering the devastation and the incredible devastating loss of life, but also trying in our memory to hold on to the humanity and the dignity and the beauty that surfaced. And I pray all of us that we should only know of peace and joy and health and growth. And also that when we remember the general ups and downs in life and in our families and also in our personal lives, we try to be constructive and productive and compassionate of ourselves and of others. If we remember that memory is open to adjustments and change, obviously while keeping loyal to the facts that we know, we can really affect our present and our future because how we remember the past really does shape how we feel in the present towards ourselves and others and what our destination and goals are for the future. Wishing you a meaningful and uplifting day.